Howdy, friends. Welcome to uh, another episode, whatever number we're on, of uh, Rendezvous with Misha Fain, uh, a.k.a. Mark McGlue. Sorry, Jamie, Jamie McGlue. Yeah. Um, so today we're going to talk about honesty. Um, here's a little song about honesty. Tell me the truth Are you telling me the truth? Don't lie to me Cause I'm already lying to you How could it be? We could be free If I lie to you And you tell the truth to me I want what you have But you'll get what I give you And if we're really bad We'll want to be selfish properly Gotta tell the truth Or else you're gonna suffer And in the end it's only youth That doesn't know what's up above In the world where everything is what it is uh, here's another song. This song is called Au Pair, um, How Sweet Thou Art. Oh Pair, how sweet you are. Um, now, I considered uh, making this podcast about the sweetness of pears, but I thought honesty is probably a little bit more important. Um so, yeah, I mean, maybe this is kind of obvious. I think to, to people who tell the truth, it's kind of obvious why honesty is important. Um, but for those of us who are, um, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, redemptionless or irre, irredeemable liars um, slash um, I think the majority of us who, you know, aren't always truthful, then, um, you know, I think it's something, even though it's very simple, it's very important to go over it. It's like brushing your teeth or um, exercise or showers or something like that, you know. Just because it's simple doesn't mean you shouldn't be doing it constantly. Um, so, you know, there's things which it's you can forget, you know. Um, so it's like, um, and honesty. So I want to talk about just briefly, you know, like the the importance of being honest. Like, why does that actually make sense? Why is that what we should be doing uh, in general? But then also just how honesty is actually the easiest. Um, I think my subconscious was referring to this in the song just then. That it's actually the just the easiest way to live. I think is, um, you know, um, yeah, just from a pure self-interest standpoint um telling the truth you, you don't have to keep track of all these lies and you know and then you know so that simplifies things maybe you think you can keep track of all the lies and so it's fine but um i would say yeah it's not as easy as just telling the truth and what you you think you're getting the benefit you think you're getting um you're actually not getting um which gets us into the more 
spiritual um, element of it where you um, you know you are what you eat and if you're constantly eating the lies that you you know you're spewing out into the world or you're breathing it in you know um, I don't think you can go through your life like lying without kind of becoming a lie yourself um, and then uh, also just more generally honesty like about communication with the world, people as well, just expressing our needs and wants, you know, um, and being ourselves and the, the importance of that. Um, but then also, yeah, like say me on this podcast, like what do I talk about or are there things I will be, you know, afraid to talk about because we'll get into, you know, the dynamics of that. But I think that's pretty interesting and I think it's a, a big problem that a lot of people have, whether or not you're like talking on the internet or you're you know, it's just like you and your colleagues or, um, yeah, your family or, you know, interact. Yeah, but especially for public um, communication, I think there's a big problem where people are of honesty, um, where, you know, um, I guess there's two sides to that. Authority <laughs> has a big honesty problem and then also counter-authority figures or, I guess, figures who find themselves um, on um, the opposing side to an issue, uh, of an issue to um, authority. There's problems with uh, honesty. So that's all very interesting, so let's get into it. Um, first of all, I will be honest, I need water. So um, first off, uh, why is it important to be honest? Like just, you know, like, uh, tell the truth, um, at all, uh, from a kind of moral standpoint, I think, uh, well, I mean, um, it's a type of control. You're restricting other people's freedom. Um, I mean, fraud is where it's a crime, it's criminal, you know, criminal activity where you're making money by deceiving people. So that's criminal, right? Bending the truth can be a criminal thing. Um, and when you are deceiving people in general, even if you're not making money, even if it's like, oh, you're trying to get um, a girlfriend or you're trying to get a promotion or you're trying to get something, you're trying to get something and trying to avoid something. And it might be like, oh, I want to get that car or I want to get that you know, girl or I want to get... Um, that um, image that people will have, I want to have that um, reputation in others' eyes or whatever. It could be something like that, or it could be that I um, I want, uh, and I want to avoid the opposite, or it could be that I want to avoid other people getting th these things, you know? could be like competing with others by lying, by bending the truth. So, you know, it's... We all have our sphere of freedom and it's fine to like, and you know, we should be like desire. The, the last episode I was just saying, you know, we should all be manifesting our dreams. Like what, what else are we here for? Um, you know, what do you want? Follow what you want. However, the caveat is it's without um, restricting unreasonably the sphere of freedom that others have to f follow their desires. So there's these overlaps of the Venn diagram, which is where you have to think, okay, who really gets, um, whose will 
will um, you know, reign supreme in this particular thing. The child doesn't want to go to bed. The parent wants them to go to bed. Well, the parent you know, gets to decide because you're really young. When you're 18, okay, no longer. It flips, you know. Um, someone wants to smoke cigarettes in the street. Other people are like, hey, I've got a baby here. I don't want you smoking cigarettes. Who should have the right? Well, that one's pretty complicated. So maybe society and the courts need to kind of um, help to try to negotiate these things. Um, and maybe it won't be perfect, but in general, the system, thats it makes sense as a whole system. And there's always going to be ambiguity in some minority of cases. So, so I think honesty, if we don't, you know, um, if we don't live according to honesty, society will fall apart, right? Like um, Immanuel Kant, he had this philosopher, German dude, uh, he was saying um, just the other day, nah, I mean, a few hundred years ago, um, like the, uh, what's it, the universal, no, his, a categorical imperative. It's this thing, basically saying you must live according to, your behavior should be such that um, it could be universalized as a general maxim. So whatever you're doing, if everybody did it, um, would would society be able to be to function? Would harmony be possible? If it's like you know stealing from people, well, actually no, that's going to screw up everything. Or lying, also, you know, um, if we all lie, we can't run businesses. You know, um, just you know, or we can't make plans. We need to be able to rely on each other. Um, and communication and intelligence seemingly has been spurred on through evolution to evolve because of um, human beings were not the strongest or fastest animals, but we are um, best able to model the environment and kind of understand the environment and then um, apply leverage onto the environment, transforming this, transforming that, transforming ourselves even, the internal environment, uh, in order through communication, through talking and working in groups Competition, yeah, sure, but mostly cooperation. Um, that's what, what's been the key to humans um, evolving. Uh, and, you know, we can, you know, share information in groups, we can work in teams, and we can kill one lion on one human, the human's in trouble. One lion on, like, five humans, suddenly, like, that lion's in big trouble. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, that's a basic thing. Society can't function if everyone's lying. The counter could be that, like, well, uh, yes, if everyone if, <clears throat> if everyone lied, society couldn't function. But um, if uh, it got to the point where so many people were lying, but g given that we know most people aren't going to do that, most people are going to go, oh, if everyone did that, we'd all be screwed, so we can't do it. Given that that's also a fact, then um, you could... The counter argument could be that, like, oh, it's fine. A minority of people lying, that's not gonna. That is um, generalizable. Having a minority of people lying, and so, you know, um, then then that's fine. Uh, that would be the argument. It's kind of a stupid argument, I think. Like ultimately, but f you know, fair enough. Like, um, you could say there's always going to be a dark side to nature, and to all things, yin and yang, and so. I want to be the kind of person who lies, and that's the kind of journey I'm on. Fair enough, if that's your journey. Um, I do think that's ultimately an illusion. We'll get to that in sp talking about spirituality. So for your own self-interest, I think, stay tuned. Um, but uh, 
basically if we if we're not honest with each other we um we can't the society cannot function now also um just from a pure selfishness st standpoint um like not having to keep track of all these lies being able to just tell people openly what you think and not need to go what did i tell them last time or um are they going to talk to someone else can i tell them this thing can i make that joke to them or are they going to then pick up on that detail and go talk to someone else there's all this wasted energy you have to put in to you know maintaining this system of deception now you might say yeah there's a bunch it's not wasted that there's a bunch of energy i put into it but then i get more back out of you know controlling my environment um again fair enough but i think you know it's a pretty dark sad energy and definitely um you can't connect to as deep a happiness like the true happiness it's not ignorance it's bliss it's like you um bliss is actually only accessible via truth uh because bliss is an aspect of um truth of understanding who you are who i am who we all are that we are like life oneness there's no boundaries between us actually um and that is like what does that even mean turn off your mind and you'll you'll find out um it's not uh i couldn't put it into words it's literally beyond words um but it's the simplest thing there is it's the most obvious thing it's like the water to the fish you know what do fish know of the waters in which they swim einstein said something like that um or that what's that speech this is water you know good, great speech actually look up this is water online pretty good um but uh some graduation speech thing can't remember the guy's name something wallace maybe um anyway like it's so obvious to us um it's it's so ever present our consciousness that um we miss it just like a fish wouldn't know like what what's water what do you mean because it's all it's always there so but um nonetheless uh that's what i i mean by saying the truth um and so ignorance can get you um to extreme levels of comfort sure but not to bliss so if you really want to be actually making the most of this opportunity on the earth then um yeah lying is actually you're you're just shooting yourself in the foot um 100% but you know nonetheless i thought it was interesting just to be thorough you know slash a little ocd let's be honest uh I'd go into the details the counter arguments that you could make on that lower level for why lying might be reasonable or at least understandable anyway um so but yeah i think if you're always lying like if you're trying to uh, manipulate people and control people um you might feel like oh how smart am i but um apart from as we get to the fact that that's not really you that's like a parasite in your mind um this false self you could call it the ego or the lower self um but basically you you've got this idea of who you are this self image but you know you're not an image in your in your mind it's you're not like a picture you see um have you ever had the experience where you look in the mirror and you go oh oh yeah that's me huh kind of forgot what i looked like so like, well actually that's not you you're seeing your vessel you know think about like close your eyes and what's the feeling of being me is that really what you see in the mirror maybe if you look into your eyes you might see it in your eyes um in fact you can you know <laughs> definitely see it in your eyes um but that even if it's um a reflection of you and an ins inspiration of you or something some sort of perhaps even a creation of you 
um, this, uh, it's definitely an experience, a very intimate experience we have, like this self we can see in the mirror. But um, even though you're never seeing your real face, you're seeing a photograph or a reflection in the mirror, you're never seeing your own face, except like I can see a bit of my nose, you know. Um, but yeah, so um, your true self is something separate. But back to the point here, or the the other point, um, you might think you're outsmarting everyone, and but you know if you're constantly like saying things um, to, to lie to other people, your mind is practicing um, kind of espionage and deception, and uh, then how do you know your mind isn't going to do that to you? Um, especially when you realize you are not your mind. Um, so, and it is going to do that and you're training that. And, um, if you are to fool other people, you're saying, oh yeah, I love, I love sailing. Let's go sailing. But it's actually, you're trying to cozy up to someone to get some deal or steal from them or, or, or you're, there's a friend who you actually, you know, hate, but you pretend to like him, um, for whatever reason, you know, um, all these uh, things, you're acting out that role, you're acting out that experience. Um, and by the way, I, maybe I'll just cut to the chase and say this also applies not just for trying to manipulate others, but also if for your own comfort, your own emotional comfort and anxiety, you're playing roles to try to please people. So you're, that's another form of lying where you're going, yeah, everything's fine, smiley, ha, ha, ha. But actually inside I'm really anxious. You know, I used to do that many times, unfortunately, <laughs> or fortunately, maybe I learned these lessons, but, uh, you know, like it's a pretty rough experience. Um, a lot of shame attached to the inability to trust even, you know, your friends or enough. And it's kind of this subconscious knee jerk reptilian brain instinct thing to kind of like play roles or wear masks to try to please people or just try to make yourself look comfortable so people don't get weirded out or something. There's all these weird, you know, layers to it, nooks and crannies and alcoves, you know. Um, but that is another, you know, more or less the dynamics the same to intentionally lying in order to control people. And in a way, you are trying to control people. You're trying to prevent them seeing your awkward true self or whatever in that moment, you know. Um, and ironically, if you would just let down the mask, then... Um, there might be a moment, an awkward moment or something, but then that energy would explode and go somewhere. And in its wake, there would be a wakefulness, you know? And, um, you know, that's how you need to kind of let these things come out and then go, you know? Um, and, you know, if you stop trying to protect yourself, that's when your, your real strength appears. Vulnerability is strength. Um, letting the, the walls down to be your true self. Um, or whatever manifestation, even if it's your lower self, like, oh, I'm feeling afraid or I'm feeling, you know, awkward or I'm feeling angry or I'm feeling, you know, sad or bored, whatever. Um, if you're like, oh, I don't, oh, don't want to share that, um, you know, because, and you might say, that's not my higher self. That's just like this kind of patterns, these automatic patterns coming through me. I don't want to share that. Um, there's a time and place for it. There's a time, I guess, where it's wise to try to keep that out of the way, maybe for the benefit of others, but you need to be careful, you know, not to go too far with that and lose yourself so that it becomes a constant habit. But occasionally that can be wise, you know, and useful. Like there's kids around, or like, you, you know, I'm going to teach an English class and I'm in a bad mood. 
I just let bad mood disappears briefly because I have a job to do. I'm here to help these people. So um, that bad mood doesn't exist, you know. Um, I just like, you know, click, it's gone, you know, flick a switch. Um, and then after, you know, you can get back to dealing with it later or whatever. But so the time and place for that. But in general, I think, you know, we should be honest and the benefit then people can interact with that and go, oh, are you all right? Or what's going on? Or, you know, you're angry at me or you're awkward. What's going on? And you can engage with that and kind of generate some awareness and also just have, get rid of the taboo on these things and, and just air it out. And then you'll grow closer to people and you'll be able to have, yeah, just, I think more awareness for these things. And awareness is the root of all solutions. You know, you need to be aware of the problem properly before you can start to be aware of the potential solutions and then before you can be aware of which solution seems the best to try out at this moment and then aware of the steps to actually implement it and then do it and then maybe it didn't work, okay, try which one is, become aware of which is the next best thing to try and then eventually become aware that you've solved it, you know. <laughs> um, anyway, so, but if you're trying to, if you're presenting a facade, you're lying um, you're obscuring reality, whether that's omitting truth, you're not saying important things that clearly people are assuming or they should, they think, you know, you should tell them, you know, it's pretty a fine line between omitting from saying things and lying. In many cases, it's the same thing. Um, if it's intentional, then it's lying. Um, usually. Uh, so, but yeah, whether you're lying to, um, you know, deceive people intentionally and just exploit them or whether, you're kind of just um, presenting a facade and kind of in a more gentle version, but still ultimately you're trying to control their perceptions, um, trying to please your parents or whatever it is, you know, um, and often these things are quite instinctual and they just pop up before we're even aware what's going on. You are building neural pathways. You know, it's like the forest over it starts, you know, someone's cut a path and then they, if no one comes down that path for a year, they come back down the path. It's pretty overgrown and, you know, they need to kind of recut it. It was still, it won't be like wild forest, you know, it'll be easier to cut than it was the first time it was cleared. But, you know, um, it'll be overgrown. You need to go through and kind of cut the way through again. Um, and so with the, the mind, it's a bit like that where these pa pathways, neural pathways were on, the pathways of joy, the pathways of sorrow, or the pathways of honesty, the pathways of deception, um, we need to be going out, running through over them, um, you know, deepening that groove, um, or they start to kind of atrophy and um, neuroplasticity. You know, uh, we kind of, you know, these currents or um, patterns pull us in a different direction. So, if you are acting out lies, then that you will become a lie. You know, like that's going to become strengthened, so that even, you know, because you might think, oh, I'm only practicing that part of my brain which interacts with others it's not the same the part of my brain which interacts with myself there's a, a different part and yeah fair enough you know that's true to some extent but it is you know even if um you know it is still like you're using your brain and it's still you're interacting with someone you're someone so i don't know i think it makes intuitively it makes sense to me that you will be um uh, that dishonesty and these masks you're wearing, um, it's going to be harder for you to differentiate between that and the truth, even on your own, um, the more you practice these things. Um, a bit similar would be like if um, someone 
might think that um, kind of being, mm, yeah, by, you know, being poisonous to others and being like, oh, idiots and kind of being really aggressive to others um, and disdainful of others, that that doesn't affect you karmically. I don't believe in karma. Well, I mean, who knows what's going on in like the astral realm or something, you know, and like dynamics of the hidden, humming, shining, spiritual energetic gears of existence and what's, you know, how the mechanisms that we can't see, given that we have a tiny, we can only perceive a tiny um, bandwidth of the electromagnetic spectrum and that's only a small part of all the energy that physicists believe exists or whatever and who knows what's beyond their imaginations anyway. But um, apart from all that madness, um, just if you're being aggressive to others, sure, that's different to how you interact with yourself but even people who do that the fact is they are empowering aggression per se within their psyche and so anytime there's you know some sort of self-aggression where they get annoyed at themselves it's going to be a little easier for their mind to get pretty turbo because they've been practicing aggression if they were practicing kind of more relaxed kindness to others then anytime the instinct to be kind and relaxed with themselves comes up it's going to be a bit easier there's already that momentum um, and so you might think, you know, there's these levels, it's nested within, you know, these nested hierarchies of, yeah, it's aggression, but that's for someone else, but it's within aggression in general. And that's within, say, the brain, like social dynamics relating to others, or, you know, there's these layers or levels. Um, and then uh, in general, like uh, you're feeding your ego, even that one level below that, you know, so that these would be another, an example just to, where you're, if you're, you know, feeling aggression towards others, that's actually your mind. Um, you're getting into an us against them mentality, and that's also, you know, not just a problem for the people who are, at, you know, the, um, you're unleashing your wrath upon, um, but uh, also for yourself, um, because at the end of the day, if you want to be awake, if you want to be free you need to kind of get master your mind and you're kind of empowering your mind into building up into this monster. Um, so what you do to, to others, you're actually doing to yourself. Anyway, um, honestly, I think I need water. Ah, that's good. So, all right. So that's kind of why, more or less why I think honesty is important just for, you know, we live in a society you know, if you think about it, you know, do unto to others as you would have them do unto you. We can't, the society would crumble if everyone was lying. So why should you lie? Don't you want, you know, if you want, you want society to be there so you can have all these wonderful opportunities and not be dealing with freaking wolves and stuff naked and hungry in the cold. Uh, so, okay. You know, even from a pure selfishness, lower consciousness standpoint, you should be supporting this system, keeping it, strong so you shouldn't be lying and you know you could say a little bit of lying won't hurt yeah but you know a little goes a long way <laughs> and uh you know way leads to way and uh you know slippery slopes and all that you can, you can get out of control and if everyone's doing it then you can build up you know like advertise just the advertising industry like how that was freud's nephew i think um uh was like a pioneer of public relations stuff and how it was all really using you know cutting edge um, psychology 
psychological science to kind of manipulate people, um, you know, bringing out their worst instincts, you know, in order to make money for some, you know, elite few who had more resources and, you know, the um, willingness and ability to kind of organize in that way at that time. And God knows what that's done to like the collective consciousness. And I think it's really dumbed down society a lot. Um, however, I think that's also going to, you know, um, probably end up being, you know, uh, a great blessing in that, you know, the stronger the curse, the stronger the blessing once it's kind of redeemed or, or meaning we become aware of it, um, extract ourselves from that quagmire of mind. And then, you know, it's like people who have suffered really deeply once, if they can get through it, they tend to be catapulted into a greater happiness than people who have had a simple, you know, not too difficult, not too interesting life. Um, like great artists often have suffered a lot. Um, so I think, you know, sure, it will be great great in the end anyway. But, um, and it, even now it's, it's all, all good ultimately. But, um, but yeah, so, uh, <laughs> so yeah, society, um, if we're all full of lying to each other, it doesn't really work, right? So it makes sense, to, you know, be the change you want to see in the world. It's a courageous step. It's a responsible step to be the adult, one of the adults in the room who's, supporting the system which creates all this amazing stuff and you can walk around the streets you know you can be going through your life dealing with people and have a little twinkle in your eye because you understand that a lot of people might be lying and getting cheap thrills for their lower self but um you are doing your very best to stop to not lie to tell the truth and even if you know like i lie i you know sometimes but i try not to you know unless it's um, some situations where it's the right idea to lie, but which we'll talk about in a minute. But um, in general, you know, I c catch myself. I try to, whether it's a tiny thing, like a, um, you know, or like a bigger thing, um, I, tr I, I really try to be self-aware and to not do it. But, um, but even so, it's like a transition, you know, it's like a, you know, so that's fine, you know, so long as you're on the road and you're doing your best to... Um, so yeah, I think that's it's a good thing. You know, it's very satisfying to be aware, like yeah, I'm doing the right thing here and doing what encourages social flourishing of the people. Um, so get on it. You know, it's good stuff. And the benefits of lying, these tiny little things. Oh, people look, think I'm cool. Who gives a fuck what people think? You know, it doesn't matter. Um, and what do you think? You know, you know you're lying. That's not so good. All right, be someone who you be. You know. Um, if you want to be somewhat a respected person, be someone that you respect, you know, um, otherwise it's not just shameful, you know, honestly, isn't it? Um, so, and then, uh, also we mentioned just how honesty is this easier, like, you know, you might think I'm really ambitious. I can control, I can get ahead through, you know, climb the social hierarchy through lying. Yeah. To some extent that'll help you. But I mean, at the end of the day, you'll be losing your soul for the, just to, you know, get ahead in the world. It's not going to satisfy you. You're going to, sooner or if you die contented, it's going to happen because you abandoned that plan sooner or later. Um, you know, uh, you can learn lessons through that, but ultimately you're going to come to a point of going, oh, like all the real juice in this life is from the truth and um, and sharing with others and kind of, sharing yeah sharing space with other beings you know and um sharing the joy amplifies the joy 
So, and but even, you know, so yeah, I think it's a losing game, um, lying. But um, but uh, have at it if you need it in order to wake up. I think that seems like the system is built so that suffering, as I said in the episode on suffering, suffering's your friend. Uh, that you know, if we're not aware, if we can't understand why, um, the aligned, balanced way is good, then we will surely, you know, go um, miss the mark, you know, and go um, out of balance. But thankfully, it's going to make us suffer, and the universe is going to kick us in the teeth, and um, we go, ah, where did that kick come from? We're going to retrace, you know. The, the stream of causality and find exactly where we were out of balance and we learn. So, but yeah, so, um, and then I mentioned here how, um, if you're living through deception, if you're not being honest, um, it's, you can start fooling yourself. And we, I think the people we lie to most are probably ourselves, you know? Um, no, I'm not the whole universe. I'm this guy here, you know, like, uh, or, uh, you know, yeah, no, I do love, you know, this football team, which m- my whole family loves, and they would all abandon me if I said I loved the other football team, you know, or whatever it is. Um, or, oh, yeah, I mean, um, the war in Ukraine totally makes sense. Everything's totally fine. Uh, you know, Putin's a bad guy. The West is good. It's cut and dry. It's just like Iraq. Oh, wait, Iraq was... Be- complicated let's not think about iraq uh what's on tv (laughs) you know um there's all sorts of small ways where we will lie to ourselves i think um especially about just you know our honest um feelings about what's real and and what's right you know um so and we're you know in many situations it's complicated you might not know exactly what's going on and some people don't don't even like that and don't want to have to deal with the ambiguity and uncertainty. So they'll just go for a simple solution um, and lie to themselves and say, yeah, 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 that's it. That's it, definitely. I think it's really good. And it's actually much easier than you might think just to live with ambiguity and uncertainty and go, yeah, I don't know what's going on in Ukraine exactly. You know, uh, there's a lot of weird things on both sides. All right. Who knows? I don't need to know. Like, um, I have as clear an idea as I can as, you know, and hope to clarify that over time, you know? Um, but, uh, so yeah, trying to live by truth because if you lie repeatedly, then you, you become a lie and you, you can't even, you're like hypnotized, you're in a trance and you, the, the you who you are trying to, you know, get all these benefits for through lying, you don't even know who that is. It's not even you. You know, it's this creature you've created. Um, so then I mentioned, uh, yeah, and I think, you know, say um, if your friends will think you're crazy for having certain opinions, I think, um, I don't know, I think that's no real friend if they can't accept you for who you are. Um, I have friends who believe, you know, things that I think are like, yeah, actually, I think that's kind of like just wrong. But um, if I was to then throw away your friendship, what kind of friend would I be? You know. So I think we can understand, especially when you understand that there's a body, there's a mind, and then there's the soul. And who you're friends with is the soul. Like it's you know the mind is like their 
secretary kind of thing. You know, it's who knows? It's all very mystical and strange the way it works. I don't know exactly, no. But um, I know that friend can sit down and start focusing on their breathing and meditate and then their mind slows down and if they really focus, it'll just disappear for a while. There'll be no thoughts and yet they are there. So I know that, you know, my friend didn't just die. No, they're just meditating, right? The, the soul's still there, right? The awareness, um, the presence, you know? Um, so, um, you know, if your friends can't accept you for who you are, then I think, okay, maybe you find some other friends. Um, and I think, um, you know, it's like that thing, like uh, it's better to be hated for who you are than loved for who you're not. And I think just both because you can be yourself and you're here, to, we're here to be ourselves, you know, um, both. And that also uplifts the world, but also it uplifts yourself. So, you know, you're part of the world anyway. But um, so just for that, that enough, you know, that's enough reason to um, for it to be better to be hated for who you are than love for who you're not, because we're not here to live a lie. But then um, also actually you're going to end up finding a lot of friends if you that's the way to find great friends is be who you are you know maybe 100 people you know pass over your opportunities for friendship with you because they're not interested like oh okay this person's nuts or but then the one person you know the 101st person is like wow this guy's amazing or this gal's amazing um they're going to be your best friend because you've been so open um when you find someone um, who resonates with you it's going to be a very deep connection and and then you two can gravitate and find a third person easier probably than finding the first person and you can start building a group you know um, and even if it was just you know one friend I'd rather have one really good friend who really could see the real me and I can see the real them than to have like a hundred people who we're you know playing games we're all playing roles to try to impress each other and there's none of us even here it's just a bunch of roles trying to impress other roles. It's stupid, right? Um, so be who you are and, you know, and a lot of the people who you might think would, you know, uh, reject your friendship and, you know, uh, isolate you, what's the term? Um, mm, ostracize you or whatever. They, I think a lot of them would actually be like, you might, you know, be surprised. Like, oh, well, man, they might actually really like it. And maybe they were holding that thing in reserve too because they thought they were going to get rejected. So you can do others a solid and help them be their best self, bring out their true selves. Um, or even if they do reject you, at least you're bringing that into awareness and making them, make them, maybe they'll become aware, hmm, I'm kind of a bit of a dick, aren't I? I just kind of rejected my friend there. Huh. And that helps them grow. Um, so even if you don't see them again, that's a, a nice parting gift of friendship is just to be yourself. And if they push you away, then that's going to be part of them and, you know, you're helping them grow more aware. Um, and, uh, yeah, and they may, some of them may even come back and go, Hey, I was a bit out of line. Sorry about that. You know? And, um, think about it. if everyone is kind of attaching to what the others think, if you're not standing on your own ground, if your ground is other people and you're trying to find a foot, <laughs> steady foothold in them, their opinion of you and their opinion of what's right. Think about that. Try and generalize that, like Kant would say, you know? What if everyone's doing that? Everyone's seeking each other for ground. That's just like floating in the air, like Neo and that agent, just, you know, holding hands, shoot, trying to shoot each other, spinning in a circle forever. 
doesn't make sense. You know, someone, you need to be on the ground. Um, you're, you know, if you're trying to seek someone else as your ground, what are they doing? You, 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 subconsciously, you're expecting them to have their feet on the ground. But why would they have a better idea of what's the right, you know, grounding and foundation and viewpoints or whatever to have and way to be? Um, I think you need to trust yourself. And why should they, who wants a friend who's, you know, doesn't believe in themselves, you know? I mean... I guess sometimes there's a place for that and helping people who are in a dark place. But I think we should try to be, you know, self-sufficient and be on standing on your own feet. Um, and that's a common, you know, very common form of lying, I think, is not standing on our own feet, but trying to please others and, um, you know, not just giving people the opportunity to reject us or to accept us or somewhere in between or to embrace and celebrate us or... or whatever, um, to insult us and whatever, you know, um, all of that's a gift of your truth, the embodied truth of being who you are. Um, and, uh, it brings out the best in everyone ultimately, even if it brings out the worst temporarily. Um, so yeah, now, and then and the same with family and colleagues and everything. I think telling the truth is very important. There is sometimes we're telling the truth, like maybe like, uh, talking about COVID and I was like, oh, everyone's losing their freaking minds. What's got this, you know, a look at the COVID episode if you, you don't know what I mean. I think you probably do know what I mean though. But just like, you know, collective psychosis kind of stuff, like what was going on and what's probably going to go on again, um, you know, at some point in this decade. Um, there's like a very clear totalitarian um, movement among certain elements of authority. Um, and a lot of people, you know, are falling, fell into lockstep with that, you know? Um, and you know, it's kind of like a sort of trance thing. It's a bit, you don't really notice it when you're in it until it's pointed out. Um, and even then a lot of people don't want to admit that, oh yeah, you're right. This is kind of some weird, um, hive mind black magic stuff. But, um, I didn't, you know, really, I was very hesitant to talk to my, colleagues about it. So I was like, well, look, I need bread and butter. I have my job. I don't want to look crazy. And then, oh, sorry, you know, we just don't have that many hours for you. They've gone to the other people. You know, there's a real danger of that, of that, you know, um, you will lose your job or um, just have suffer some, you know, pressures put upon you. Um, but I think in hindsight, I should have just been much more honest. And if they can't accept me for that and, you know, and then we just, you know, we don't need to talk about it, but like, they might just not bring it up with me anymore or whatever that, that topic, but at least they know, oh yeah. Okay. There's another element here. Someone who seems to be not totally crazy, at least fairly rational. This guy, you know, Jamie doesn't seem too nuts. I hope they would think, um, oh, he's got this point of view. Hmm. Interesting. They might think more about it and that's generating honesty collectively and truth and awareness collectively. Um, so I think it's important for people to be willing to take, some chances like that and ri risk some of our skin. Um, and that is what, I, how I plan to be living going forward just to tell the, to the truth. Um, and you're not needing to rub it in people's faces and always talk about things. There's definitely an importance in grace and being able to, people can say stuff and you're like, Oh yeah. And you don't need to give your opinion, but then that must be balanced because there is a lot of problems in the world, which um, are crying out for conversation and conversation will lead to generating awareness, which leads to solving the problems. And so actually there is an, 
an imperative to talk and give opinions on certain of these issues, but also, you know, to keep yourself out of it. It's the message, not the messenger. And to try to, you know, yeah, have poise and dignity and, you know, civility um, when you're talking about these things and not to be a bummer and, you know, in every conversation. Um, but so that's one thing. And then I think especially people in positions of power, like, you know, you're working in a university or you're a work, you know, you're a high level doctor or you're a politician or you're a bureaucrat or whatever. I think there's an enormous amount of pressure to lie about certain things or to pretend you don't see certain things to omit, to tell the truth. Um, and I think, um, there's a lot of 100%, there's a lot of deaths, injuries, um, you know, just mental health problems, um, wasted opportunities, um, broken relationships, broken dreams, um, a whole bunch of suffering and heartache, um, that has, um, in the last few years resulted from people in positions of authority, not being honest, um, to the public at large and not being honest to themselves, most of all. Um, and I think that's going to continue. And this is something we need to learn. Um, and if these people can't be honest, then we need people who can be honest to kind of rise up and take authority. Um, cause if you're not honest, then you have no authority, you have false authority, you know? So that's the thing. Um, I think this is something that people are becoming more aware of. Like, um, a lot of, there's been many authority figures have lied and, um, just like a kind of hollowing out, um, dying plant. It looks like the structure is still there, but then you tap it and all the, the leaves fall off, you know, and it just dissolves into dust. I think like, um, truth is the, the nectar of authority as they say in Mozambique, you know, it's uh, the national saying of Mozambique. Truth is the nectar of, uh, authority. Um, and vice versa, maybe. Um, so, but yeah, um, <clears throat> there is now there are some times when it's right to lie and even necessary. I think like if the Nazis are at your door saying, have you seen any Jews and you have, then the correct thing, if you're brave enough, well, I think just the, the, the right thing to do is to lie and say, no, I haven't. Um, or yeah, uh, I think they might've gone that way or point in the wrong direction, but or just more likely say, no, I haven't, sir. You know, um, there, you know, so protecting or, um, you know, there's a child who needs to sleep and be calm. And if they get, you know, scared, they're going to start crying. And there's like bad guys combing the neighborhood because you're some sort of dissident and you don't believe, you know, in, extreme form of their religion or whatever it is, you know, um, then the correct answer would be like, no, no, we're just, it's just like a little, you know, sleep, sleepover party in the cupboard. Just a little game we're playing. Go back to sleep. That's not true, but the truth there would be endangering their life. Um, and by keeping the child alive, I mean, it's a duty of love. It kind of, I guess it goes beyond logical reasons for we could, why we, how we could explain it or justify it. But, you get the point, right? There's times when we would all agree, even just on an intuitive level, like, yeah, it's right to lie there. Um, so, but then it's very slippery because then maybe some politicians go, well, I need to lie in order to get into power or to hold on to power because then I can use it for good. 
but then oh and then oh and you might need to lie about that as well so keep into power and then maybe you, over time you know 10 years down the road they're like oh who am i again uh, i'm oh, i'm just a bundle of lies you know and um you know but then, then the problem is if you're trying to get into some of these games like that high level medicine high level science high level politics a lot of these institutions are it's seemingly um captive to you know kind of billionaire money not every billionaire you know but like there's some very powerful people who um seemingly shocking or surprise surprise would like more power and money um and a great way to do that is to control institutions uh, including institutions like the media that control the flow of information given that consciousness is the seed of all solutions um and trying to manipulate public perception but also you know many many you know other um you know uh, institutions of authority um so th there are defense mechanisms built into these by this point where if you want to get ahead in politics even apart from this kind of bigger picture stuff of like the WEF or whatever is going on or you know you know reserve banks who seemingly control all the monetary system and you know like you know the CIA being like totally unaccountable in America and all you know, torturing people and, you know, Obama says he's going to shut down Guantanamo Bay and he gets into office and he has complete power for six, what was it, a year, two years? Um, never shut, before the Republicans got control of, you know, part of the, the legislature again, etc. But like, he didn't shut it down, you know. So either there's some sort of, with a lot, um, with that particular example, either there's something he feels he can't be honest about, like, oh, there's, you know, these uh, aggressive aliens who are fighting and we don't want to freak out the population, then maybe it's justified to say keep everyone calm, but I would say probably just tell the truth and that's probably going to be the best solution, but maybe there's some sort of reason, you know, like we need this base where we torture people, but mm, probably not, I guess, especially since it violates the Constitution. But, so, you know, it seems, you know, oh, Actually, he didn't have as much power as he thought he was going to. Well, maybe he never even intended to do it. Maybe he was lying on the um, campaign trail or whatever, you know. But so anyway, um, there are. It, it's it definitely seems that a lot of people who go into politics, um, in particular, but you know, many probably academia as well, they understand the game. They under at least intuitively, like subconsciously, but often I think consciously, and understand that. Um, I want to make progress. I want to contribute to my own life. I want to build my dreams. Um, but uh, also collectively, I want to kind of be part of something historical um, or historic. And so if I go all out and say, I'm going to be completely honest about everything, I'm not going to be able to get ahead in this system because there's vested interests. I need to play the game a bit. So, okay, 10% of my opinions and 10% of the actions I would like to take based on those opinions, I'm just going to sacrifice them so that the other 90% can be achieved or can be worked on and then maybe some fraction of that will end up being achieved. So I think that's very common but then over time in these institutions you become part of that and you know, it's, I think it's very hard to keep a track of where do you begin and the lies end, you know. Or where do you end and the lies begin, you know? Um, so, there's that. Um, 
but uh, but yes, but there are you know I think definitely countries you know I think need some a certain amount of secrecy, say the military having certain intelligence agencies, etc., for self defense. But I think like you look at say the you know the intelligence agencies in like the Western world, especially America. It's like it's so dishonest. Like it's so far beyond. Unless there's some insane threat that we're not being told about, in which case I think you should just tell us anyway. Um, uh, and you know, legally, we didn't give you the authority to make that decision over us. You're not our daddy, you know. Um, but unless there is some sort of huge unseen threat which they're not telling us about, it's such a disproportionate um, power grab, like disproportionate um, amount of power which has been taken by the um, spy agencies. Um, and you know military industrial complex in America, et cetera, with the war on terror and all that kind of stuff, um, and the you know it's like well we, there's a need for secrets you know Julian Assange, da, 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 Edward Snowden they they broke the rules it's like no you broke the rules they're they're the heroes who are telling the truth like they're you know they they should rightly be honoured and they're being you know especially you know Assange and like Chelsea Manning um, formerly Bradley Manning. Uh, to the things that have been done to them is absolutely shocking and barbaric and you know they will not be seen well in the eyes of history um so and you know if you're not aware of their stories i highly recommend you become aware because uh yeah the real heroes who are like fighting for your rights and to keep the government um accountable to the people so that it's ser serving the people and it's not trying to make the people serve it you know um, and at this point, it's like governments largely are trying to get people. Um, in many parts of the world, it's always been like that. The governments are making the people their slaves and making the people serve them. But at least in the West, the idea was, and the reality was, to a large extent, for a while, that um, the the government was serving the people. At least parts of the world, um, parts of the Western world, maybe some other parts of the world too. We had, you know, limited government and a free and open pluralistic society um which i think we we would be great to bring back and revive um now honestly that water was delicious doesn't even have a flavor does it but oh it's delicious so that was uh yeah, okay, the the dynamics of when it's right to lie, you know, or, you know, you're preparing a surprise for someone, maybe a small lie of like, oh, no, I wasn't buying you a gift, and then tomorrow, happy birthday. You know, that's all good, obviously. Um, but And then maybe, but kids maybe can't understand that yet, so you might say, you know, lying's bad. And then if there's an instance where, I guess maybe, you know, if they're ready, yeah, you could tell them, you know, Unless, you know, there might be some exceptions, but case by case. But as, you know, for adults, like, you know, we should be aware that I think lying, it's about your intention, you know, and ultimately um, your heart should be smarter than your head and um, your heart will know when it's the right thing to do. Is it based upon love and unity and togetherness and trying to live your life, enjoy your dreams while being able to vicariously enjoy the idea of everyone else living their dreams, that should excite you. It excites me. It's cool. Great. It's like, wow, man, we're in this huge garden of flourishing dreams. This is amazing. I want everyone to be happy, you know? And part of that is that awareness of who we are, that connection. 
understanding that we're all, you know, the continents connect beneath the seas, as someone said, something like that, you know, that um, we're all, you know, we're not these separate floating entities. Um, uh, we're, yeah, kind of, we're all branches on the same tree, right? So, which again, you know, when you're aware of that, it's much clearer, the rationale um, for telling the truth and being honest. Um, so now, okay, for, yeah, being p truthful with people when we're communicating. I mean, I mentioned like the government or like politicians or people in academia who, well, I think Graham Hancock's totally right, but oh, I'd lose my job if I admitted that. Look what they're trying to like, you know, um, terrify Netflix into dropping his show, Ancient Apocalypse, incredible show, highly recommend you watch it. Um, he summarizes a lot of the stuff that's in his books about the lost civilization hypothesis, which has a lot of evidence behind it and I would predict is going to be in the official history books within the next few decades. This is just the sum of scientific evidence is on this, um, supports this, that we forgot about a whole episode of civilization in um, some sort of advanced civilization of the Ice Age, long before Egypt or Sumeria or anything like that, and that they were destroyed, comet, floods, global destruction, um, and 12,800 years ago, 11,600 years ago, the Younger Dryas period, and then rebooted civilization through refugees settling in amongst hunter-gatherers all around the world, rebooting, teaching them in exchange for refuge and passing on that technology. Side note, of course, but I've got to be honest, I think it's important. Um, uh, do you want to hear a song about pears? Oh, wait, I already sang that to you, didn't I? Okay. Um, so, finally, getting to the question of, say, with me, like, um, how honest, something I think about, because um, I'm into all these sort of crazy uh, fringe ideas, you know. They're not fringe for me. Oh, I have fringe ideas where it's on the fringe of what I'm aware of. Um uh, within my orbit, you know, uh, but then a lot of the things where, um, for me, I'm like, oh yeah, that's totally, definitely that's the case, or yeah, that's really likely, or yeah, it's possible, or whatever. A lot of that stuff, um, general, in general, people would think is fringe. I think I'm aware of this. You know, people like, you know, might think I um, believe in some odd ideas, or, but honestly, I think I consider a lot of things, but. I just have various piles, the definitely not pile, the definitely yes pile, the probably not pile, probably yes pile, the possibly not pile, possibly yes pile, you know? Um, and I just kind of, I don't need to know exactly where something is, but, you know, things might shift from pile to pile over time. But, you know, um, and in any, right here, right now, I make it, need to make a decision I kind of have my view of where something is, but I allow information to flow and I allow myself to learn and not be attached to one way of seeing things. You know, there's a basic level of structure you need of your beliefs and what's going on. You have to assume certain things, you know, are true. Um, but you can kind of keep it as like, yeah, probably it's good. Yeah. You know, the world is probably, um, whatever, you know, I don't know. Let's say, um, we, I think we probably went to the moon or I might say we, you know, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have much evidence on that. That would be an extreme idea, right? But here's the thing. If I say that now, I can, this is a nice segue. I could say, oh, you know, strong probability we went to the moon, but I mean, I don't know. I think we went to the moon, but 
I, I mean, I haven't really looked into it properly. And some people say, oh, no, we didn't. It was just, you know, um, there was blah, blah, blah. Some, you know, Soviet Union trying to make them look bad. It was all like a warfare. It was very dedicated. You know, why would they do that? They're trying to make the Soviet Union look bad and, you know, win this, win over these third world countries to join their alliances, you know? Um, and so, uh, but even just saying like that, like, well, I think probably we went there, but I mean, I, I'm not certain. Um, a lot of, I think there's a lot of people who, from my point of view, I'll tell you what, how I see it. I believe a sign of intellectual maturity and spiritual maturity is that you can hear people express opinions which you don't agree with, and yet you won't close yourself off to information from them. You will, even people who I go, oh my God, you, you're totally nuts, or you're, I might think, wow, you're, you're really like, you've really bought into, you've been drinking the Kool-Aid pretty heavy, you know, on an empty stomach, and uh, you're just totally like brainwashed. Um, I will still listen to these people because I think they might say one thing in, in a two hours of talking, they might say one comment, which is useful for me to grow as a person, whether it's passing me information or whether it's just something they do where I go, oh, that was interesting. The dynamics of where their personality flowed in that moment. Huh. And I might be able to apply it to myself to become a wiser person myself. So I'm um, always treating people as if they have something they might be able to tell me. Um, and um, I think, you know, people who can't do that, who, um, but unfortunately, I think it's quite common that people will, if you say one thing, especially one fairly powerful, significant thing that they, they think is ridiculous, even if you've just said nine really out there surprising things that they're like, whoa, yeah, oh my God, you're right. You say one out there surprising thing which they think is ridiculous and they'll close off from you and they might even just go and erase the memory of the, the nine things they agreed about. Go, oh, no, no, I can't trust that because he also said he believes, you know, people didn't go to the moon. It's like, well, actually, he didn't. He said he's not certain. He thinks probably they did. Uh, but like, um, but also, you know, I say that, but um, certain people, depends on how you see things. Like I see it as like, oh, there's these different piles or whatever in my mind or other people might be like, what are you talking about? No, it's just yes or no, you know? Um, so there's different styles of how to analyze things and what we're comfortable with, um, how we are comfortable with in interfacing with reality and our beliefs, how many um, categories you want to keep in your head um, of probability and likelihood. Um, but, or, yeah, but um, I think there's this dilemma of we can um, be completely honest and then I think this is really what's needed for the world to address some of these very serious problems which are um, have been coming to us and are, will be continuing to come to us until we really awaken en masse. Oh, what's that darkness settle? Oh, the sun's gone down here. And um, so there's a great need for us to be honest, especially um, public intellectuals need to be much more honest. I feel like my intuition is there's a huge number of people in positions of authority and you know public personality, so to speak, who either they either think it's um, possible or probable or certain 
that there is some coup d'etat going on planetarily on planet Earth. For this is one thing, you know, like the whole you know WEF madness and Great Reset and all that stuff. That like um, there is a real genuine concerted effort at um, a global consolidate consolidization of power via you know climate change agenda and you know COVID and you know various other things um, into um, you know basically c- control creating a grid of control instead of allowing citizens to be free and have exercise their adult sovereignty. I think there's a large number of people who are aware that this is possible or probable or certain or whatever who aren't saying that out loud because they don't want to look crazy. They don't want to have their audience close off to their ideas. So they make that sacrifice, similar to the politician who's trying to get into the political party who says, 10% of my beliefs I'm just not going to talk about. I'm not even going to act upon them. And you might even forget you ever believed them in time. So I think there's a lot of, so I would call it, I mean, I don't know if this is ever going to get to a wide enough audience where anyone in such a position is going to hear, but I would hope so. Um, and so I would say anyone who, who is listening, uh, any, anyone, you know, all of us were, are in a position of power, whether it's like it's seemingly or, or not. Um, and so we all need to be much, I think we need to be much more honest about what we really think is going on. And um, this way we can start sorting things through because I think there's an information flow problem where a lot of people who aren't really interested in this sort of thing um, or aren't able for whatever reason, you know, to kind of sort through the different facts and opinions, etc. They go, well, you know, it's, it doesn't seem like too many people think, you know, there's some sort of huge global coup d'etat coming to take away our rights. Everything seems pretty, well, it's probably fine. Meanwhile, it could be, I, you know, I suspect the majority of the quote-unquote intelligentsia of the planet are like, ooh, powerful dark force of tyranny sliding in. Um, how do we deal with this? I want to keep my job. I've got my family. I've got a mortgage. Um, I've got this book I'm trying to publish, but I don't want to make. I don't want to lose my publishing deal. And oh, there's all this question of how much are we willing to sacrifice? Um, I don't have a great deal to sacrifice, really. So, I mean, it's not such a big deal. Uh, for me to just say what I think, but it is something, you know, I do like, you know, maybe people think I'm crazy or maybe this will affect some future job, you know, offer or book deal or, or I don't know what I'm going to be doing, but like, but I've decided like, um, that sounds fun. sounds like a mighty adventure to just, you know, I'm just going to be myself to say what I think. And it's also easier. I can just be more relaxed and chill and not need to worry and not have that shame and that self awareness of like, Oh, you're not being your, you're not letting your full self show, you know, that messes with you under the surface, I think. And it's going to poison all your, you know, your other um, projects. You're trying to do something. How do you know, you know, like, oh, I almost got that, you know, interview or I almost did that thing on time. So close. How do you know the difference that that would have been, it would have taken for you to have a glorious triumph there? How do you, how do you know that that gap wouldn't have been filled and that dream wouldn't have manifested if you had been more honest about who you are through time. And so you had that greater, you know, the energy is just flowing through you more freely. How do we know that it's not self-constriction that's kind of sabotaging ourselves because we're trying to empower ourselves by manipulating how others see us when in fact perhaps the ultimate power is in just letting go of all manipulation and just saying, 
I am as I am. This is the truth. Hallelujah. You know, um, and encouraging all beings to do the same. And you with some of caveats of like, you know, like, oh, there's Nazis at the door. Okay. Don't tell them there's Jews in the attic or whatever. Of course, you know, um, this, um, or kids are scared, you know, you know, you can say something to can't keep them calm if, if that's necessary or whatever. Um, uh, or even things like, yeah, no, you, you look great in that shirt. Even if you think, you know, it looks terrible, but you know, your friend's got a job interview. So, well, there's no time to iron the shirt. Just say it looks great. Give them a boost. Stuff like that. There's a balance, but overwhelmingly it must be to tell the truth. I think oh, it's pouring down rain. Delicious. Um, and, uh, this rain's making me thirsty. Oh my God. Uh, so, but yeah, like it's an interesting thing. Do we, is it, I, I can see definitely, I can see the, the pull, the draw of the view that, well, I'm going to, I think Russell Brand, for example, probably does this. I think Joe Rogan is doing this a lot. Um, I think uh, a lot of people do it where they would say, okay, I'm going to say this much. And it's like, you know, it's what I think, but it's not all that I think. I'm excluding some very important details from the picture. But I feel if I put all of it out there, it's going to cause too much backlash where either in the case of Joe Rogan, I mean, I don't know, you know, I have great respect for Joe, but also, you know, I think, He's got a lot of responsibility, and as much as people say he's doing a great job, I feel either he's kind of recklessly unaware of certain pretty clear things, and or he's recklessly keeping recklessly silent about some things, um, or he's trying to say, "Well, I got a great thing going, you know, I got this life for my family, and you know, it's all really fun, and he loves fun. That's something I really appreciate about him. Um, you know, guerrilla Buddhism, as he'd call it, Buddhism." Um, but, uh, you know, there's a point, there's a limit to that where it's like, oh, sure does look like people are kind of like totalitarianisms on the rise. Am I going to have this stuff if this thing, you know, takes off, you know, and that self-honesty of, but then again, maybe it's just his point of view. Maybe he doesn't see it the same way, you know, and that's fine, you know, but I think um, there's a lot of people who kind of feel like certain of these people in positions of power aren't talking about what they know to be true because they don't want to have this backlash whether it's you know oh i lose my deal with spotify or and you know millions of dollars or whatever or oh people call me crazy or in the case of you know russell brand i don't know but maybe you know i don't know maybe it's even personal safety some of these people don't like the idea of investigating some of these things because then maybe they're going to get threats you know um and no judgment you know i don't know i think it's a very difficult situation to be in but um, and I have great respect for both of those people and great podcast. Highly recommend checking them out. Um, Russell Brand's on YouTube and Rumble. Rogan is now on Spotify, although for a very long time he was on his own website, which I preferred. <laughs> it's freer. Um, uh, no censorship. Um, but, uh, but yeah, nonetheless, there's a balance to these things. Um, and I think... We, I can see that point of view for, oh, my audience might be limited. People might shut off. I'm just going to, you know. And I think there's a lot of subconscious, you know, kind of gaslighting and um, manipulation of making people feel 
crazy or like a conspiracy theorist. Like there'd be so many, I feel, tell me what you, tell me if I'm wrong, you know, just, you can just talk to the, the your phone or computer or whatever. Um, but it seems to me like there'd be so many things where 10 years ago or 20 years ago, if you said, oh, you know, you know, some people say blah, 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 blah. What do you think? That, that could be possible, right? Some kind of far out thing. I think there'd be a lot of people who'd go, oh yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I guess it's possible. Um, whereas, yeah, oh yeah, I guess it's possible. You know, the world's being controlled by you know a certain subsection of the billionaire class, a more criminally minded subsection of the billionaire class. Um, then, but then these days, I think a huge number of people they've got this knee jerk reaction built in now, if you, where if you say you ask them about that, they'd be like. Oh no! What are you a conspiracy theorist? No, no, no! I'm not one of those people who we all criticize and you know who get you know um, bad mouthed in the media and ostracized and um, taken off of social media. Oh uh, no, no! I, I think I think that's actually a problem. I think that's making everything unstable. That's why there's this background feeling of scariness feeling up in the air. It's because of these crazy people. That's right. I think there's all this black magic being woven around the idea of free thinking and free speech. Um, and, you know, again, I would not be shocked to learn if something I've said in this podcast is not true, if there's something, but it's not, I promise you, it's not a lie, though. I'm telling you, I'm being honest. Um, but it's possible I, I'm in error about certain things, or even if it's not black and white, like, a you know, got a fact wrong, it could be like there's um, a perspective I've put out there which might not be, too healthy. It might be like, oh, you should have balanced that by mentioning this as well. Or that, you should have added that word because that sentence is too strong the way you put it. Or whatever, you know. I would not be shocked to look back in two decades and go, oh yeah, this wasn't a perfect expression, even if it was an honest one. So that's fine. But we can all work in groups to share with the God-given gift of, you know, speech and awareness to um, like the... Uh, Mesopotamian uh, hero god, what's his name? Uh, Marduk, um, with the magic eyes around his head. No, he speaks magic words, and he's got eyes all around his head. So he's got like the powers of awareness and uh, articulation and logo speech, as Jordan Peterson has put it. Um, uh, through these abilities, these feedback loops of awareness and articulation. Um, even with one person, it's very powerful if you're being honest with yourself, but even more powerful in um, groups um, where we all have the freedom as autonomous members to share and be honest about what we agree with and what we don't agree with. Um, and so, yeah, if there's something you don't agree with or you do agree with, I'd love for you to let me know. Um, I'm always open to that. That would be cool. Um, and uh, if there's things you want me to talk about, please ask me. Um, if it's quasi reasonable, I'm de I'll definitely, you know, um, do an episode on it, um, or you know, if it's interesting and you know, um, but yeah, I I do think uh, um, some of the things I've said, I could feel like oh, mm, people are gonna, you know, subsection of the the most crimin criminally minded subsection of the billionaire class, people might think I'm crazy. Like, well, but do I think that's crazy? No, actually, there's a lot of evidence, you know, Bill Gates buying up farmland everywhere, 
or the wealth transfer through through the lockdowns like made no sense it's clearly going to damage the economy and yet they did it and boom there's an enormous transfer from the middle class up to the billionaire class amazon grows all these tech companies grow pharmaceutical companies grow you know all this you know crazy stuff going on well yeah i definitely i think that's what, i don't know but i think that's what's going on there's this, not all the billionaires obviously you know like in life it's never clear cut like that but it's like a subsection you know who seem to be basically you know committing mass crime um i think that's probably what's going on so why shouldn't i say that if that's what i think and by saying that a few things happen one it gets i overcome some sort of blockage and you can i can kind of feel it like you know i'm pretty honest in general but like to make this podcast make me kind of be more crystallized crystal clear aware of it like hmm right yeah you know it's it's a uh, very things just flow through who knows what will come to you when you you're less inhibited because you're just not lying to yourself or hiding things from yourself or others um and uh but then also you know inspiring others to i hope i can inspire others to even if it's a, if it's a small thing like just you know uh you stop lying to your dog you're like hey uh lassie um i'm really into I'm really into jazz. And then actually you hate jazz, but you just lie to your dog all day, you know? Could be something as simple as that or as, you know, telling people you you love, you know, um your job and you're like actually I don't like this job. Or uh you know, your family being like, "Yeah, you know, I know I see what you're saying. I think it makes sense what you're saying about that issue." And actually you think they're totally wrong, but you don't you never tell them could be something like this that's incredibly powerful to be more honest or it could be something big and talking to people people say oh i think we need to shut down you know capitalism's the problem and you know fossil fuels oh actually i think um the whole you know climate alarmism is the real problem and um a lot of it's not backed up by proper science believe it or not but politically motivated um and funded science with a, an agenda uh and actually carbon dioxide's totally healthy for the planet it's it's not a pollutant it's an invisible gas which you know trees use to grow green the world's greening faster than ever because there's more co2 greenhouses use co2 to you know boost the 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 speed the strength and the size of the the growth um and uh capitalism is the engine for prosperity and all the best evidence seems to show like bjorn lomberg's work and all that that uh and just you know history if anyone read, reads a book um god help you if you read a book you know that actually uh free markets the rule of law like relatively free markets of course not slavery or selling you know certain, there's some restrictions but f- free markets um rule of law property rights um that uh these things allow people to prosperity to grow um and s- upward social mobility and then when people are no longer in dire poverty by pulling people out of poverty they start to their problem solving mechanisms of their mind evolutionary evolutionarily honed problem solvers that we are um start to go all right well we got food we got clothing we got water what's what's next and start scanning around and noticing the environment more and more and going oh hmm does that river need to be polluted oh is that is that harming us oh interesting uh and it starts and then that's all the country everything's fine in the country and then it starts going 
well, we deal with other countries and there's these threats from these countries near us are a bit unstable. Hmm. And maybe starts being regional and then global, you know, concern for how to keep things on every level, ecological, political, technological, you know, cultural, whatever, keeping things balanced and grounded and flourishing. Um, so uh, how do we deal with the ecological crises? Not through top-down control and monopolization of power by some, you know, egomaniacs um, <laughs> in Switzerland or something, um, but by decentralization, the empowerment of the individual, property rights, free markets, the um, diminishment of the interference of the state in our lives, um, reduction of taxation, um, reduction, um, sound money, so removing um, the ability for governments to just print money out of thin air, which is a hidden tax on people's savings. So there's um, three types of taxes. There's taxes, and then there's borrowing, and then there's printing money, all of which are ultimately coming from the taxpayer to support these bureaucracies who are very inefficient and don't rarely, rarely produce anything. Um, and so, um, you know, there's some, obviously, again, there's balances and things, so some place for a state, I think, for now, you know, limited safety net, okay, for now, but in general, it's way overbloated and way too interfering and everything. So getting rid, moving away from these, you know, dominating bureaucracies and their elitist um, commands and just moving towards decentralization um, and freedom and a spirit of honesty and mutual respect and saying, this is what I think, what do you think? Let's try to sort this out together. Um, apart from bringing a more peaceful planet, that will bring a more prosperous planet, which in turn will um, solve a lot of these climate problems. But of course, I think if we're being real, and if I'm being totally honest, I think um, a lot of the people pushing these agendas, they know that, <laughs> but that's not what they want. They're not, they don't see the value in that because I would say they're disconnected from their true self. They're in their heads, their egos. They wouldn't even, they don't even believe in the heart. Um, and they're not aware that they are um, basically um, host to a parasitic organism, which they think is themselves, their, their, their ego. And so you have very, very intelligent people who are absolute fools um, who are basically um, screwing themselves over and the whole planet because they, they think they're getting a great deal and they think they can use the rest of the planet as cattle, um, but they don't understand um, uh, that they're kind of, you know, um, asleep. And again, that would just be my point of view. Um, but then maybe there's some other explanations. I'm, I'm, I'm sure there are other explanations, but at the same time, I also feel... This is the best, the clearest I can see it, and this is the clearest I can say it. And so to ver a bare minimum, if someone listens to this, that can only be good, surely. No? Now, a bit of light. Om, and the light is on again. The light of truth, the light of honesty. So, I hope you enjoyed. Um, best of luck being honest and uh, know the truth and the truth shall set you free and may your pears be sweet as your own soul. All right. Uh, see you next time. Peace and love.